Thank you for joining us for this episode in SIFMA's podcast series. I'm Ken Benson, SIFMA's president and CEO. And we're here today to talk about the Consolidated Audit Trail, or CAT. Uh, this is a major regulatory initiative by the Securities and Exchange Commission and 24 self-regulatory organizations, including FINRA and the, and the stock and options exchanges, to significantly enhance regulators' ability to monitor, analyze, and surveil trading activity. With me is SIFMA's Ellen Green, who's the Managing Director uh, at SIFMA and, among other things, oversees our work in the listed, op- listed options market. So let's get started. So, uh, Ellen, let's start with what does the CAT require? Under the CAT, broker-dealers will be required to report every equity and option transaction as well as certain personal information of retail and institutional clients to a database operated by the 24 SROs. Testing begins in late December and production reporting begins in April of 2020. When it's completed, the CAT will be the largest database in the world of equity and listed options transactions. And in the database, it will include the personal information of every retail brokerage client in America, over 100 million institutional and retail accounts. It'll include order details on every stock transaction in America, trades for all retail customers, pension funds, and mutual funds, and it will include order details on every options transaction in America. This is the first time that the regulators will have access to all of the equity and options transactions tied to the personally identifiable information. Um, This will be new information that the regulators will access for their surveillance. Yeah, that's a good description. And I think I would add, you know, so you know, people will look back and say, well, gee, don't the regulators have other tools? And of course, they have um, the, you know, the, what's known as OATS um, that that Finra operates. But but this will be this will be this will be more uh, uh, this will provide more information than OATS provides, right? That's right, Ken, because in addition to the equity trades, for the first time we'll have listed options trades along with that identifying customer information. And what will CAT will enable the regulators to do is they'll actually be able to look at an individual or an institutional's behavior across the markets. Um, they'll have the tools to look at an individual regardless of where their brokerage account might be. And interestingly, they you know they they structured CAT to do it under uh, you know Reg NMS, uh, and probably not everyone who doesn't follow the equity markets or options markets is familiar with Reg NMS. But but effectively, that's an SEC rule uh, for establishing the rules around the national market structure for equities and options, and that's why we have the 24 SROs involved with this as opposed to just the SEC. Um. Well, so Ellen, you you deal with our members on a regular basis on this, and are, are SIFMA's members supportive of the CAT? Yes, SIFMA's members are very supportive of the CAT. Uh, we've worked closely on this project going back uh, several years. We were active in the development advisory group and under other industry work groups currently participate uh, with the SROs to make sure that the technical specifications um, are done in such a way that, that makes sense to our members. 
this past summer in July, we produced a firm's guide to cat reporting to give firms all of the information that they need to help think about a comprehensive cat reporting program, everything from governance uh, to all the requirements to a checklist so that really as we approach the test period in December and production period in April, we're really providing our tools, our firms with as many tools possible uh, so that they can begin cat reporting successfully in April. However, uh, you know, as you point out, in the years we've been working on this going back to, I guess, what, 2010, um, SIFMA has raised and our members have raised a number of concerns in how the CAT should be structured, uh, particularly around issues around the collection of, of PII or personally, personally identifiable information and transaction data. Where, where do those things stand? So currently, Ken, uh, when CAT was initially created, uh, it was drawn up in such a way that social security numbers, date of birth, and account numbers were to be part of that database. And over the years, SIFMA has raised serious concerns about cyber breaches and identity theft because given all of the valuable information in CAT, we do believe that this will be a target of, uh, of cyber criminals. So we're, we were very pleased uh, through our advocacy that the, SEC, that the SROs filed an exemptive relief to remove uh, social security number, date of birth, and account number, and instead would put in the year of birth so that the regulators are still able to do things like uh, surveillance for elder abuse. And it also, through the SIFMA work that we've done, um, used creating a mechanism so that the SROs will have uh, an identifier that will be created at the firm using a social security number so that, again, the SROs have a tool to, to do surveillance um, on, on an individual or an institution regardless uh, of where their accounts are. And what about related to transactional data? I mean, there's some issues around that as well where there's concerns? Yes. I mean, um, the transaction data, we view uh, that that's sensitive information as well. And one of the provisions in the CAT NMS plans does permit uh, the broker, the, S the exchanges, as well as the FINRA and the SEC to bulk download data. Uh, SIFMA has a lot of concerns with 24 SRO having the ability to bulk download all of the data that's contained in the CAT. Um, we think that that pr creates tremendous risk, and we believe that uh, the SRO should not have the ability to bulk download data. And do we, you know, do we think, do our members think that the SEC uh, can accomplish its goals without the bulk data download? Yes, we do. We've uh, been working with the SROs and advocating for the creation of a secure analytical workspace, which would provide each SRO with a secure area provided by FINRA CAT that would allow them to do all their regulatory and surveillance work within a secure environment without having to bulk download any of that data out of the CAT. 
And what about, you know, issues around liability? Again, you're collecting all this data and, you know, I mean, today you have a situation where, uh, as, as currently designed, um, as you point out, you would have 24 different entities, you know, with their 24 different risk systems, uh, risk management policies, cyber policies, uh, having access to all of the data, not just data that comes off their own exchanges. Um, who bears the liability uh, uh, for all of that in the event of a breach? Because I think members are always concerned, what about our customers? They're going to look to us, even if we're regulatory compelled. But, but you know, where's the liability lie? So at this point, the SROs have, uh, are seeking to limit the liability at $500. SIFMA uh, believes very strongly that broker-dealers and their customers should not bear the liability of such risks to their information, uh, especially since our firms are being compelled by the government to uh, provide this information to the CAT. Um, Despite the substantial risk of a data breach, the SROs are responsible for operating the the CAT and uh, to date have been unwilling to be accountable for any breach damages to U.S. investors. And yet, from the standpoint of the firms, the firms are, are required that, that compliance with the CAT, reporting to the CAT, is not optional, right? No, that's correct. The dealers are compelled through regulation to follow the reporting requirements of the CAT. Um, so, consequentially, what that means is that our firms are being asked to take on all of the risk, yet have no ability whatsoever to manage that that risk. And we really think the way that the agreement is is currently structured that this is a big mistake. So as we're getting to sort of a critical period, um, you you pointed out that testing is to begin all, about immediately uh, later this month of December, and then the initial reporting of transactional data will begin in April of 2020, um, and then more there'll be more milestones as you go forward. It sounds like there's still some big issues to be resolved in order to get this program launched. Yes, Ken, I agree with that. You know, I think we took a first step in the elimination of certain pieces of personally identifiable, personally identifiable information. However, we do continue to work through the liability issues, the bulk download issues. Uh, we have concerns about access to data by the exchanges, and we certainly want to make sure that the data is used in a way uh, that's in a regular that's in accordance with the regulatory requirements as to pose to any commercial usage. So more to come on the CAT. Uh, it's been a long project uh, going back to as mentioned to 2010. Uh, still more work to be done, uh, both on the technical side and and also on the legal and operational side. Uh, Ellen, thank you for uh, for this input and thank our listeners and also remind our listeners that uh, to go to our website uh, at sifma.org to find more information about the CAT, including the numerous comment letters that Sifma has uh, has um, submitted, as well as our guide to CAT implementation. And thank you for listening.